this is Captain Lee, and you're listening to the Andertons Podcast. Welcome back to Anderson's TV. Thanks for joining us again. My special guest today on this very special edition of The Captain Meets is a young man, uh, possibly from Denmark, some say from Holland, uh, who started playing the guitar when he was 10 years old uh, in a small place called Jutland, uh, or near Jutland anyway. Uh, he uh, took to that guitar, went on to study uh, at music college, and became possibly one of the finest guitar players of his generation. So please, put your hands together for the wonderful Danish ah! Pete! 
Thank you, thank you, thank you. What is this? No, wait. People have been asking me go. to do this Captain Meats for know. about three years now. You've been dodging and ducking and diving. Yeah. We've tied you down. We're doing it now. <laughs> yeah. You see, I literally just got out in the door in the morning <laughs> and just gone, come on, sit down. We're doing this. Put this on and let's get this done. So come yeah. on, you had a, a basically a fairly normal, you know, learn to play guitar, similar yeah. age, lots of other people, took it seriously, got the whole yeah. music college thing, moved out, went to Copenhagen yeah. to sort of, you know, be with so the just, scene. Yeah, do it. And then uh, 17 years crazy old. Crazy things started And then to it was, it, it all, since, I mean, all, since I was 30, it's, it's all come like boom, 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 jobs and gigs and meeting people. It's all happened like this quite quickly mm -hmm. um from having the first gig at 13 to getting in another band to move to copenhagen to to go to this place and jam every monday night to meet more people to get you know to play with uh, bigger danish artists um to do festivals to meet you know basically all of this took me to meet gary wallace mm -hmm. uh i was sort of skipping pretty quick you know there's been uh, a lot of Danish artists, Julie C21, DJ Encore, which it, it's it all. It's funny how it all connects when you're thinking back to, to the whole. You know how everything happened for a reason. Yeah. And every time you say yes to something or no to something, that has just led to other the things. butterfly effect. Yeah. And for a Danish uh, slash Dutch <laughs> slash <laughs> guy who the Danish, where are you from, Danish speed? I don't know what language do you speak in Denmark Danish Pete get that a lot yeah there might be some where people is, that need to just check. where is Danish Pete from yeah it's such a regular you know you the clue is in the name it's just <laughs> what language do you speak it's Holland Danish Pete anyway <laughs> you guys might just some of you guys, <laughs> they might, I don't know how school is there where you are but anyway so I met um, through all of this stuff in Copenhagen, Gary Wallace, which is the drummer who was played with Pink Floyd and loads Ooh. of people for a long time. And he basically, uh, uh, he was working with one of the guys from Aqua at the time, Rene Diff, who was doing a solo album. And I knew his tour manager, our manager, and he said, can you go? Gary needs a guitar player. There's no money in it. And that's another thing with the, there's no money in it. Um, yes, I can. Did some stuff with Gary. I said, Give me a call if you ever need a guitar player in the UK. Are, are there any YouTube clips anywhere of you playing on stage with Aqua doing I'm a Barbie Girl? I never did. I never did. I never did Aqua. I never did. Oh, you didn't? I, no, I never did it. I, I, I knew the people. Gary did it. Right, right. And right. it was just the year before we met. So if we'd met like a year earlier, I probably would have done it. Oh. They're out touring now again. And how I was like, you? oh, how can I? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was like. Can I please do that? Because that would have been really fun. I like to do that. I like to do that. Yeah. So, so Gary Wallace, yeah. um, who even I've heard of, and I haven't heard of many drummers, um, <laughs> he's actually, a, he's been very successful, very. generally sort of working as sort of the MD for, or, or is that, that kind of he's, guy that puts the bands together, isn't yeah, he? Yeah, MD, so musical director. You know, yes. He was like 17 when he got into uh, Crazy. to Pink Floyd. And toured with them, you know, and the stories he's told are, are pretty cool from being the back, biggest, one of the biggest mm. rock bands in the 80s, just being Go 17, and watch Delicate Sound of Thunder, the big gig they did um, on YouTube, and Gary Wallace is just like, he sits in this... Um, 
it's like a cage, isn't it? Of just like a thousand different percussion yeah. and drum stuff. Yeah. And you got jumping Nick, up. Yeah. You got stuff. Nick Mason literally just playing the like the real super steady backbeat through all yeah. the Pink Floyd songs, and and Gary Wallace going like absolutely completely yeah. mental in this cage, yeah. hitting everything he possibly can. And he's it's very still, cool. You know when I worked with him he still had the biggest drum kit you know he was, he was his drum kit is the size of this room <laughs> and we were playing like pop songs you know and have a gong and sing behind it, all sorts of stuff yeah, very very impressive anyway so he, I said to him hey man you know there was th- thank you for having me on up to do some stuff you know yeah. uh, if you need a guitar player at some point give me a call and he did and, and he I did. was yeah I'm like standing somewhere in a in in a you know venue in, in Denmark you know small like the boiler room, whatever, doing a Madonna tribute band, like trying to put my gear up and phone rings and it's Gary. Hey man, you know, doing, I'm doing this uh, Madonna. Do you want to come and do a gig with me in the UK? And I was like, sure, yeah. Sure. You know, but it, I said, okay, what is, what is it then? Now it's, it's Tom Jones at the Brit Awards, uh, 2003 Brit small, Awards. Small, small gig. Just a small gig. <laughs> and I'm going, you know, how is this even possible? I've done some, at this point, I've, I've sort of worked with some, done some festivals and, and all sorts of stuff with, with some some of the big artists in Denmark. Yeah. You know, not Denmark is very small. Mm-hmm. You drive up to a gig and you drive back again. That's, yeah. that's kind of, if you stay overnight, it's like, oh, we're going to stay in a hotel overnight. You know, it was that then anyway. I think maybe people do it more now. Um, so he called. I went to the airport, picked my ticket up, had a couple of guitars with me and went to Music Bank. You know, and as somebody who hasn't seen the scale of a proper gig yeah because then it becomes all of a sudden you step it's just everything steps up you know um and music bank is just a crazy place where all the big stars were so you walk in, i walked in and it's like this huge rehearsal space so so what kind of advice then would you give to a guitar player who uh is fortunate enough to to get that first opportunity um, have you got any like technical advice or just like relationship uh, yeah. advice? I, just... I mean, I, I, technically, you know, I they asked me what I wanted, and I was like, I'll oh, just have an amp and I'll bring two or three pedals, and you know, and you, you, I think I wasn't really prepared for that, right because for, for the scale of it, you know, but but it's all really down to earth. But I think the main thing is that you can that you are a cool dude and you can hang out and you can you know you are a cool dude well and a very attractive man that, that's half the time <laughs> a bit I tired this morning yeah. I must admit but it's it's um it's like 80% of it that you can get on with people you know like it and I think that whole thing that I, me and Gary mm. got along really well and then that band I got along with them and you know that that just led to mm. you know we did Brita Waterman you you're you're there and there's all of these superstars. I was gonna say there's like every, hundreds of celebrities there and big name musicians yeah. and art actors and all kinds of and TV this is like celebs. From me going just straight into and how, it. All. How old are you? There's 2003, so probably like 20. I don't know. What am I now? 204. 20 early 20s, 24, 25. Okay, like so you, okay, so you'd had a little bit of life 24. experience. Yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. I I lived, you know, moved out when I was mm. 17, you know, mm. I've always wanted to 
Yeah. You know, I'm not, you know, stay with my parents for too but long. Well, I mean, I, when I think of Tom Jones's band, I always think that, uh, you know, he tends to pick guys that are a bit older. Was Were you were you um, very young in that band? Uh, yeah, we didn't, I didn't, else? that was just a one-off gig right. for... so that wasn't his, like, normal band? No, time. it wasn't, I had, some of the guys was his, in his normal band, and it was the band at that time, but I think Gary just mm. thought that it would be really cool to get me on board for some mm. reason. What was the first Lucky thing, for me. what was the first thing Tom Jones said to you? Literally, when he walked up and you met him, uh, he, I think he was he was late and he, they couldn't get him out of his room and there was, you know, um, <laughs> yeah, a, but I think he had a party or something. But he was like, "Oh, you that you that boy I've heard about from Copenhagen." Like, <laughs> that's a great uh, Tom Jones impression. Yeah, you know, and that, this is the time where he uh, he's such a legend, man. He's such a, a, an awesome, cool dude that you know the guy you want to be your dad mm. or your granddad he's but this is the time where you know where the, the hair was all dyed and the chest hair was all dyed and you know um i just want to that's what i want to do i'm just going to go out disgracefully i'm totally <laughs> dying my hair and it's and all chest orange, hair and you know, absolutely it was but and he just walked up there and they had you know it was some beers and it was it was really cool and we just chatted about copenhagen and, what, and, and so literally the presumably you're backstage or whatever and they because he you know I don't know there would have been other artists going on before you and then it's yeah. like right we're on it's yeah. live I mean obviously it's live in front of the audience but it's live on TV as well I think the British yeah yeah I think it's sort of pre-recorded kind of right. thing um, but what, it is yeah. what is going through your it's like one two three four what, I mean are you literally just ladies and gentlemen he won like an achievement a lifetime achievement award so it was quite a big thing in the end you know um, and you're just scared that you're gonna mess it up and yeah. uh, start the song yeah, in the wrong key. Yeah, yeah, all of that <laughs> stuff. You know, I remember us doing the uh, doing. Um, it's not unusual, and we, you know we're playing it in B or B flat. I can't remember which one we we did it in. But uh, at the rehearsal, Tom come in and go, "Oh my, my throat's a bit sore." You know, and um, can we can we just move it down like you know a note or whatever. And, and everybody's like, oh, okay, fine, you know, or the brass section and everything. And the brass section was just insane. Yeah. Yeah. Like five-piece brass when they go, bah! you're like, oh, God. <laughs> it's so loud. It's just the loudest thing ever. Percussion, like Jody Linscott, and I mean, the, the top of the of the game yeah. people, right? Um, and, and we're like, okay, we'll, we'll play it, you know, we'll throw it down, you know, a note there for you, Tom. And we all started playing, you know, instead of, uh, instead of playing, uh, you know. <laughs> We put it, and then he started singing, but he just sang it in the original key, and then he just went, "Stop, stop, stop! I can't. I don't worry about it. I'm, I, I'll just sing it in the original key. I've sung it for like <laughs> fifty years. I can't even. I can't. There's no way I can even try to reap to. Yeah. So you, it's crazy, the guys are awesome. So you finished that gig, presumably on some like crazy adrenaline high. I had a whole cheese home in the plane, right. a whole wheel of cheese from the Brit Awards when we all left at like three o'clock in the morning or whatever. And there was all this food out. There was a ice bar with oysters and, and there was this cheese. And I'm like, do you want a cheese yet? So I'm, I'm walking out with a whole wheel of cheese, which I had in the old I bet you had compartment. Some great dreams that I night, didn't you? In the, in the, I had it in the uh, in the old in the plane on the way back home. So, yeah, so, so like, next day, you know, alarm goes off and you get up and you're thinking, oh, I'm, I'm, go ne- home now. I'm now not in Tom Jones's band anymore. Yeah. You know, like, what's, yeah, what's so, next what, then? What, like, what, 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 so this was 2003, right? So this mm. is after, uh, you know, I got back, I had a few things and doing, you know, my gigs. And then Gary's called again and said, you know, I've got this tour with, with this girl band. Do you want to come and do it? And that was uh, Atomic Kitten. Atomic Kitten. Atomic Kitten. 
Yeah, all of those. See, I know them all. Everybody knows all of those songs, you know. They, but they Which don't one was wanna... your favourite out of the three? Oh, <laughs> out of the three? Oh, songs. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were talking about songs. Anyway, that was really, that was really fun. Uh, and again, that was so. That was then my first like proper mm. touring. Was Kerry uh, Katona in that band? No, that was after. That was after. What was her name? Jenny. Jenny was. Oh, in so it. She, she was in that band, but she, she was, left she by was the out, time you. And then you, I, right. when I came on, because uh, Kerry Katona didn't like me apparently, so oh, she really? left the band because I'm. <laughs> no, 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 no. no. <laughs> come on, come on. <laughs> no. So, so anyway, so this is and this I'm is so my first my first tour, right? This is with like dancers and. And tour bus and hotel rooms and you know Wembley Arena and the MEN. We had a couple of gigs before, which was like one-off gigs with with Gary called up and and we there's these four four of us, uh, Toby, Chris, Gary and me, and the we like guitar, drums, keys, bass, the bass yeah, yeah. But Chris was playing like a keytar okay. on a lot of this stuff because um, he's more piano player. But because they knew all each other from Aqua, they got all the Aqua stuff, and I sort of came in as the guitar player. And we basically did, we did all of those tours together that I've done. You know, so it's been like a little. You put all your. That's another thing. Put all your eggs in one basket. Anyway, so yeah, that was that was good fun to to. So, so top- and you like going. I'm going to play Wembley Arena tonight. how did that happen? You know. So what is the difference then between? Um, Playing in a club where you've got your back line behind you and you can just turn around and turn your amp up if you want to and a few pedal or whatever it is. Yeah. And uh, being on stage. At, I mean, it's the same you know, thing, really. I mean, I mean the, 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 you know, there's an interaction and there's a lot of people and they're all screaming. Ah! You know, we did, we played Blue. We played this one-off gigs with Blue and loads of all the, you know, British uh, Liberty X and all of these... In, in one big did, did you ever play with steps and I've and I think they might be been there it was like they were like all dream. they were like all there at this one <laughs> gig we did and it was so loud I've never heard I mean people the audience, screaming right. I mean sc- screaming and I'm looking over going guys like counting in to to a blue song and you're just going I don't I can't hear I don't know what what's happening it's that sort of thing you know so just to not but is the sound on stage really different and disconcerting compared no, it's, to it's, doing a I gig? No, I mean, it or? is because there's a lot of noise from the audience, you know, right. and, and it's it's just, you know, this was, we didn't have in-ears because it was like a, it right. was like a run-in, but then we, we of course, used in-ears afterwards mm-hmm. and then, then it's just, it's, you have to get used to having click in your ears, you know, which is a thing I didn't do, um, where you just have to play along to a click and everybody has to play along to the, to the click while they're playing with each other, you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Why would you, so, why why don't they just allow the the drummer to? Why don't you just play along to the drummer? I don't. Understand. Well, some people do. I like right. to have. I like to lock into the click and the drums at the same okay. time. I've got mostly. I would have mostly like drums, and click in my mix. Yeah. Because then I know I can lock into that. Yeah. You know. Was there ever a feeling that? Uh, I mean, and, and again, this I'm, maybe I'm asking this question a bit early because I know you went on to do lots of other pop stuff. But was there ever a sort of a feeling of like, you know, maybe one day I'll get to play music that I like, you know? Or did you, or did you like it? You know, I was just, it all right? I mean, I've always, I think, from day one, you know, being picking the guitar for the first time and somebody showed me, you know, a friend of the family showed me like these four chords. It was just about playing the guitar, really, right. uh, and all the other stuff 
for me was sort of second. If I played in a in a bar in front of ten people, it's just as mm. good as playing guitar. It's, it's cool to play in front of twenty thousand people, one hundred fifty thousand people. Yeah, it's just it's an amazing experience. Yeah. It's a cool. It's an amazing experience to play in a stadium. You know, it, you know, it's 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 ridiculous. Yeah, and you know, I'm very very lucky that I got to do it. Uh, I've done it, um, but it, I I mean, there's not really the connection goes a little bit with the music and with the band. Yeah, it's it's you have to concentrate more on because the bass player will be 25 meters over that way. Yeah, you know, on a stage. That's not far enough for me, to be honest. With you. <laughs> you know, so it's kind of you really have to, yeah, you really have to. You know, it it, it you know, once you do a job, any job, I think it it just becomes the job, doesn't it? So, so that was. Oh man, I sound so ungrateful no, I, as well. No, 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 not at all. Because, and we'll, I'm going to ask you about like you know like what are the highlights of doing this? But you're so you're touring life from 2000 and. Three, four, was yeah, it? Yeah, three or four, that's when it's then is when it all kicked and, off with the tour. And then you were relatively permanently employed yeah. through which bands now? So, you, so Atomic, Atomic Kitten. Kitten first. Yeah. And then it was um it was uh, Girls Allowed yeah. in two thousand five when I met Chloe. And then it was he was a makeup artist yeah, and Chloe's I was a guitar not player. One of Girls Allowed. My, no. Well, so you kind of see what's the sort of secret. He married the the sixth (laughs) member of Girls Aloud. (laughs) It's the right choice. Um, And then 2005, 2006, I had a I had a sort of a year where I was asked to do Il Devo, and Mm -hmm. but that was I had my own thing going. I was writing with a couple of my friends in Copenhagen. We had set up a studio and we were doing commercials and Mm -hmm. we were doing our own band, Peter Max. Which you can't find anywhere, and if you can, then please put the links in the yeah, description absolutely. below. Uh, where we're just writing our own songs. We won like a competition on the radio, and we did a couple of singles on the radio, and that was good fun. But it never really led to anything. And we wrote for some Danish artists as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the two guys unfortunately fell out a little bit, and then I decided to move to the UK in 2006. And then 2007 was. Um, Il Devo, so I was sort of mm-hmm. working in a in a pizza place over here in the UK because I just wanted to go and do, just I wanted to just go and be with Chloe, you know. I'm loving it. So you were uh, just like a waiter in a pizza place. So I went place, to right? a work, work as a waiter in a pizza bar in Maida Vale for three fifty an hour. Three fifty an hour. You know, there you go. Just so be, to, be grateful, guys, yeah. for when you get more. So, <laughs> so so anyway, so I did I did that and uh, then. Because I turned, I turned El Divo, I said El Divo is not really my thing, it's mm-hmm. a lot of nylon string guitar. Mm-hmm. It's a bit, I've never really done any of that stuff. Um, and I had my own thing going on. Then the Gary called me back again and was like, You can do this. And they were you all like, oh, You can do it, it's all fine, you should play this, no mm. problem. You know? And I was like, I'm not sure if I can do it. It's like, You can, it's fine. So I was like, Okay. And I didn't have any money, and it was all a bit, you know, I even got a job in the Apple store in Regent Street. and which I never went to because then the El Devo tour came through. Everything everything happens in kind of a... Happens for a reason, you know. Everything happens and then you go with it. So, like, okay, Kuala Lumpur, fly directly to Kuala Lumpur, rehearse for like three weeks, all of this sort of nylon string guitar where you have a click and you're playing some complicated nylon string guitar while they're singing and nothing else is happening. But if, you're don't, if you don't stay to the click, 
they don't have to click. The singers don't have to click. They just have a guitar. So and and then you'll have a symphony orchestra on backing tracks. So if you mess it up oh, at any point, no. they'll come in. But nothing else. It's just you on a guitar, singers, and then there'll be strings and stuff on the backing track. Sort of pressure. There's a pressure. I mean, you know, just I could look at my hair standing up. I know. I can up. see it. You, I can. You, you're literally. I can f- feel remember, the pressure. I remember that pressure of some of those. Uh, once you've done it a hundred times, <laughs> uh, and that was a world tour, and that's my first world tour, and that was just an amazing experience to travel around and you know see. South America and uh, you know Asia and um, just this is crazy. You know who gets the opportunity to do these things? Um, Europe, UK, like hundred gigs. I don't know, big all arena tour. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah, and then after El Devo, Australia. Uh, then it was Westlife. Um, you lift me up. Yep. It was Westlife for for a tour, the UK tour. We did Croke Park. There's definitely some Croke Park but, uh, videos on YouTube from uh, 2008. That's the Greatest enormous tour, venue in Ireland, isn't it? Mm. Is it Dublin? I'm not sure. Yeah, it's a stadium Dublin, up, up there, which, you know, it's human now. We'll play like seven out, so, sold out. But that, that holds over 100,000 people, isn't it? I think it was 90,000. 90,000. But when you are, there is, there is a picture of me... Uh, Andrew, uh, my guitar tech, took of me when I'm like doing a standing up, like doing some kind of solo in the spotlight, and there's just like <laughs> these people. And you look back at it going, it, it didn't feel like that on the day, you know, because it is, gets a little bit removed from. You must be, yeah. But it's, it's amazing. It's amazing. And it's all coming back now, we're talking about it, because, you know, it's, it, and, and again, from that, for that guy that was like 13 doing a gig in, in uh, one, some of his friends. His dad's friend's garden yeah. at this little hippie festival when he was 13, playing the solo to Smog on the Water and hitting his first DS1 pedal and going, and oh no, it's too loud, I better turn it down a bit, you know, because you don't want to be too loud. To doing that and never really, you know, going to the music school and should have practiced more. You know what I mean? There's lots of things, and, but it's from the moment I chose that guitar route. I've had little jobs here and there, but it's just been guitar, yeah. and it still is guitar, and it's really I'm really lucky about that. Well, so you, anyway, you, you are lucky. I'm really lucky. So and then, <laughs> so then, um, what was that? Westlife eight Westlife, and then 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 Tom Jones started. They they were like because Gary had played with them before back in the nineties, and yeah, and uh, they wanted to get that whole thing back again. They wanted to change the band over. And then they were like, can we get you guys? And I was like, I'm in. Yeah, I don't have anything to do. Sign me up. <laughs> so so we, did, we did that. And that was, again, you know, going to rehearsal at Music Bank. And I remember Robbie Williams was, was, <laughs> was playing. They were rehearsing in the other room. There's like, and uh, Carl Brazil, the drummer, he came out. And there's a big sort of terrace. And uh, going, coming over going... Oh man, it's, it's you guys. You did the uh, that you did that um, goes aloud video. I, I've watched it a hundred times. One of the coolest, like just. Are you in like, a goes aloud video? No, but we did a live video. Oh, I see. Which is probably also one. I'm uh, just a love machine or something. Maybe you were in did. that one. I can't <laughs> believe how many of these like terrible pop songs that I can keep remembering. But, but that's my. Go. So Chloe did uh, makeup on on all those videos. So. Um, 
Back of few men. So anyway, so 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 the uh, Tom Jones tour was pretty crazy epic, though, wasn't it? Tell tell us about you know Vegas and some of the other highlights of the uh, Tom Jones. Yeah, tour. it was pretty cool. I mean, uh, we we did uh, you know like a UK tour, and then there was we went to Las Vegas twice. So at the beginning of the of the world of the world tour, <laughs> it's a crazy saying this this Danish dude getting to do all this stuff. You're Danish. Uh, dude. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so you know, we 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 started off going to Las Vegas and playing like eighteen nights in a row in the uh, Hollywood Theater in the MGM Grand Hotel, where you just see this in the movies. This is what this is the place that you see in the films, you know. And there you are, playing with Tom Jones in the Hollywood Theater, just going, how the how does this happen? What's going on? You know. But that was hard work, man. Playing. Playing 18 nights every night, yeah. and I remember after night, night six, and and we're sitting there going, "Oh my god, this is we still got like 12 things to go." And Tom's like, "Oh, I used to do this twice a day, like for m- months on end," and he would just have, you know, have some supper, and then I'll go in and do a matinee, and then whatever. Um, incredible, he's an incredible, you know, and I've never heard him complain one time. In all of these gigs, like he gets himself on these planes. He had uh, Dom, that was his at the time, his, uh, his sort of assistant, two like whitehead, really tan gentlemen walking <laughs> through the airport, you know, with their luggage. Just never, I've never heard any moaning or complaining or just, just happy. I'm just, mm-hmm. I'm just, he was like, I'm just happy to sing. That's just what I want to do. And I don't want to sit at home. And it's incredible. But once you get that mentality that, you know the whole thing about oh I can do I can I can do that I'm much better than him and all this stuff like you know what you're lucky to doing this and you could be working a you know not that it's bad doing a working in a normal job but you know you're you're luck we're lucky that we get to play guitar yeah. for a living and and I think a lot of these some artists it's gonna sound like a, like I'm gonna sound like a dick but it's like a lot of artists should just go you know what I'm should be really grateful that I can sing for a living or. Or play musical instruments for a living. There's a lot of moaning going on. I, you know, I'm, I've done it. I've been there. You know. Yeah, yeah I've never but, heard you moan once. I don't think. <laughs> no, but it's sort of you <laughs> sort of forget actually how, you know, how lucky we actually are, especially when you're on a tour. So I, I mean, that obviously, you know, we, we've kind of that's a, a ten year odd chunk of your life. Yeah. Um, and and I'd love to, you know, I think it would be fun to go. You know, what what was the highlight of that? But but then after that as well. You know what was it that did ultimately get you down about it, and maybe even things you wish you'd done differently during that time, and ultimately made you decide that you didn't want to tour anymore. But let's yeah. let's stay on the on the high for the time being. On what, the high. what was the, <laughs> you know, what is the moment that you know, if and when you have grandchildren, you'll go, come here, let me tell you the story. Let me tell you about yeah, the time. It's working. It's working here. That's what it is. <laughs> yeah. That I get. That sometimes I get recognised in Esther. You know. Yes. That's the highlight. It's amazing how that happens. Anyway, so I mean, the, we did this tour in Germany with Helena Fischer, uh, which was the last tour I did, and that was a stadium tour, like a proper stadium tour. And yeah. she, you know, although you know you can, she's got she's got that sort of James Blunt vibe about the music that people don't want to uh, admit that they like it. Right. 
Do you know that kind of? We, I, yeah, love all, ja- I love James Blunt. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'd like mm. it as well. But people would go, you know, they go, oh, I don't like it, yeah. and then they get, they, yeah. the, the, the radio it comes on on the radio in the car, and they'll okay. turn it up, and they'll go, yeah, oh, this is the cool thing. Yeah, I like it. And, and I think Elena Fischer's got that thing. But everyone, she's like the German Katy Perry. Nobody knows who she is, but over there, she's the biggest. Star over here, ever. nobody knows who she nobody, is. Nobody over yeah, here, right. nobody. Yes, yeah, over there, she's huge, huge. And and we did a stadium tour. I mean, playing. T- two nights in the Olympic Berlin Olympic Stadium and I think because I've done a few stadiums but mm-hmm. not like a tour sorry I'm spitting uh, <laughs> and that was that is that was incredible playing like uh, uh, Munich the Munich Open Stadium yeah with the sun setting in the background and there's just like you know 70,000 people and the sun is setting boom down there and the, uh, the sky is burning you know and you just you just just the people those kind of memories are just insane yeah. and you get to go and do a, a solo on Purple Rain or whatever you know, she would do Purple, Purple Rain, Rain covers would she well we did one I can't remember if that was Inside Outside but we did definitely do like a medley and in the medley was the Purple Rain where you're standing playing Purple Rain and thinking sorry Prince I'm really sorry <laughs> <laughs> sorry I'm sorry uh, but you know there is there is those moments playing you know just playing Sex Bomb with Tom Jones for instance yeah. Where you've played it a thousand times at a wedding or something, you know what I mean? Yeah. And all of a sudden, you just get their, their voice. And you go, oh, okay, yeah, you wake up and go, wow, this is just amazing, you yeah. know. I mean, most of it actually is just highlights. Yeah. Because really, what, what is bad about doing that? I don't know, I've never been there. I, I, no, but, I, I'm, I'm, I, but I can imagine. And it's really, I'm really lucky that I've got to yeah. that point. That, that's it, though. I have met musicians. And maybe this takes us on to the next bit, you know, about the what, what would you have perhaps done differently and, yeah. and why did you stop doing it ultimately? You know, that it does grind them down a bit. and, and uh, It's hard work, and man. And it does just become a job. And like any job, if you kind of, you know, it's easy to start resenting it and wishing that, you know, you yeah. could do something different. But, but so t- what? I mean, you wash, you wash your, you know, you're a day, you pack for three weeks, but you're away for three months. So you're washing, you know, so you're your pants washing, in the so sink. At and one point, you're washing all your underwear and your socks and you're hanging it up in some <laughs> really posh five-star hotel room somewhere because it's all really expensive. You know, you buy one glass of wine, it's like 17 quid, but you're staying at the uh, Four Seasons in Hong Kong. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, and you, and, and it's, if you don't have any dependents and you're making a bit of money out of it, then it's fine. But you're still like, you're going... Jesus, oh, you know what, what's happening? Because you kind of the first two three weeks, it's always fun, and everybody goes out, and you have a good time. You know, you have some drinks and go for dinner, and then it it also becomes every day, yeah. and you want your own time because you are with the same people for seven months of the year. You know, mm. you have to get on people. It's so important. So, what, what what do you think during that time was the was the the, the one thing or the, the things that you just think? Do you know what? I wish I'd done this. Differently. I mean, I, I, I don't, I don't <clears throat> wish that I'd done anything differently. I'm really, you know, I've, I've, I've got this sort of, I don't know if it's a philosophy, but when, when you say yes to something and something happens, it'll happen mm. for a reason, and it, there's a path that will take take you. And if you say then it splits, and then you go that way, mm. and then oh, that's close, so then you go that way. So everything, but you know, having, having kids, having children, uh, and having three of them, and having two of them really, really quickly. In quick succession for ten and a half months between my oldest girls, and having Chloe at home looking after them, which is amazing. 
See, it's just been amazing because literally me going away, having a child, and then going away. You know, mm. is I, all of that has was there, but because she came from the same background, she understands that that's what we have to do. That's our thing, not just for the money, but also because it's just a thing that you. It's just you, you know. Yeah. Um, but that probably was what ultimately led me to go. I just need to rein it in after twelve, thirteen years, you know. In being in uh, in Düsseldorf in a hotel, uh, and watching my third girl get born on FaceTime at a, like eleven o'clock at night, and just when, when that was done, just go. Okay, I guess I'll see you in, you know three weeks or whatever mm-hmm. and then just going click off and then you sit there in a hotel room all on your own thinking what the f- am I doing mm. what are you doing man like what are you doing yeah that again yeah no I, that's, no, that, that, that is, that's any, the, anyone with kids will yeah. relate to that and that's I'm why sure. there's a lot of broken relationships on on, on you know on tour and I, I mm. get it in the music world there is a lot because it's you don't see each other for a long time. Mm. You know, it's the the, the 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 what do you call it? If you you know the, you miss people, it absence makes the heart grow fonder as well. But it's really difficult. To, we've been really good. We're really good at it, and, <laughs> and, and not seeing each other for for you know. But it's it's you know that we talk every day and all that stuff. But still, it's um, that's I think that was eventually just led me to. When I sort of stopped a little bit and, and there was a few things that didn't happen and it was okay that it didn't happen, yeah. the tours really, because I got to stay home. The good thing about being a touring musician, a session guy, whatever, is that you get to spend time at home, like three months with your kids. Yeah. But the bad thing is you don't make any money in that time. So all the money that you saved up to pay to the tax man, it goes to this period of time. And then you go, and then the tax man comes and goes, oh, that money that I need now, uh, can I have that? And you go, oh no, I spent that because I haven't worked for six months. <laughs> That's also a really bad thing. And that, that, that is, you know, that's got me into trouble. You know, and that's one of the advice that I give to people when they, when they message me on Facebook or something. Oh, what shall I do when I want to be a session musician? I'm like, go for it, do it. You know, it's, mm. it can be incredible. You, you have to be, there has to be some sort, sort of luck involved because you have to be in the right place at the right time. But my advice is, Put forty percent away to the tax man. I've even said to Chris as well. Yeah. It's like when you do other gigs, that is not where you don't pay normal tax on it. You ha- and I, and that's that's coming from someone who knows. Yes, <laughs> and I'm not the only one that gets no, into trouble not. like that. You know, you're definitely uh, not. You know, lots of self-employed musicians. Uh, like you say, it's feast and famine, isn't it? Lots of money for yeah. a period of time, then no money for yeah. a period of time. And you're away. And you know, you're difficult. kind of away mm. for eight months, and you kind of mm. you forget because you you're in a bubble. Mm. You know, you're in this bubble. This tour bubble with these people that you're with every day, and you you get into a bus and you go on a plane. You know you do 50, 60, 70 flights in a year, yeah. and you know you, that's all you're doing. And you you just forget that actually there is yeah. something that you need to you need to yeah. pay the rent. You need to make sure that you know. So obviously, you know the the, the story post um, the Helena Fisher thing is you know we've talked about before. You know you you were. Uh, I met Pete when he was doing some work for um, a company that uh, distributes products in this country and he would demonstrate and do training on Martin and Boogie and other, other brands like that. Yeah, yeah. And, then, <laughs> and then that didn't work out so well one day. And, uh, and then Pete came and worked 
here yeah. which has been great you know and obviously yeah. we've got to know each other you know really really well over that time become very very close friends um and you know you guys can see uh there isn't there are lots of ways that you can make a living from the guitar from, you it's know from it didn't have to be a, a touring guitar you know, player. You, know, you, you can demonstrate products you yeah. can you can have youtube things you can teach you can you know it's, all sorts it's really really changed a lot i mean i say t- i i taught in the beginning when i studied in the beginning, uh, in the beginning. <laughs> in the min- i can never in, say that properly in the beginning <laughs> in the beginning that when i started when i did my uh you know my um, music degree as yeah. it were uh where you get a piece of paper saying you are now a musician you're now good it's like yeah. it's like getting a driver's license and going now you can drive Of course you can't. You know, you've got 24 hours and then go and drive in the wild. That's not, mm. you, it's the same sort of thing, you know. So you have to get out there and, and play as much as you can. Um, what was I saying? I can't uh, remember. Um, I can't remember now. <laughs> It was lots of different ways to earn a living yes. out of playing the guitar. Yes, and it's changed because when I first started, I think YouTube wasn't around. There wasn't any Facebook. So there's no, there's not a lot of the stuff that I did. Mm. It's not out there because there wasn't any, unless somebody actually paid, you know, 500 grand to to make a dvd of this video to sell to their fans then there isn't stuff there isn't much phone stuff mm-hmm. on it was all phones was crap and um and now you can you know you can be you can have 300,000 well, now, instagram now followers and make money out, out there there's going to be a little army of about a thousand people scouring the internet for any <laughs> clip ever yeah. i think the, danish yeah. pete pete Hanore playing the guitar somewhere yeah um There is a few. I'll put some on my own YouTube channel. There's funny clips. So, so I tell you, one thing we never it? really covered, sort of covered to, at the beginning of the video, and perhaps a nice... You know, who were the, the the guitarists that sort of inspired you? And, and if you could, you know, if you could have, like, one final hurrah tour, who, who would it be with? Yeah. I mean, the inspirational thing, I think we've talked about that before, and I think we're probably going to... Once we finish this video, mm. we're going to go, why didn't we mention that? Why didn't we talk about that? Because <laughs> there is so much to talk about. Uh, when, when in the beginning, when I grew up, my mum and dad, it was, there was always music and it was always like Beatles and Stones and Led Zeppelin yeah. and Hendrix and Dire Straits. And, and it was loads of different music. You know, the Men at Work, man. There was, it men was at not, Work? Yeah. I come from a land. There was all sorts of stuff and I, I never... You know, there was Robin Ford, and when when I started, it was all about the jazz, really, where I wasn't that much into it. But uh, my teacher, Enrico Rosa, was like, it was all bebop and Charlie Parker and all mm. sorts of stuff. And then you kind of get forced a little bit to try to do that. Uh, and, oh, you should listen to Mike Stern because he's great. And you go, yeah, that's amazing. But back in your head, you're going, I, yeah, it's, he's very good and all this stuff, but it doesn't inspire. So I don't... Um, I've never sat down, I think I've said this before, mm. never sit down and check something out like 100% unless I absolutely have to. What I tend to do is just get inspired by people like John Mayer, because we talk about mm. him a lot, or Clapson, or BB King, or Albert King, or put it on and listen, and I'll go, wow, that's cool. And I go, oh, what was that lick? Mm. You know, and then, oh, that, that, this lick. That Art, Art Menensis lick. Mm. All that sort of stuff where... where You just get inspired. It doesn't matter who it is, you know, because there's so many great players out there. So who, who would um, it be, though? If there, if there was one, if, if your phone I mean, was Prince to ring right got... now, and it can, oh. in fairness, they can be alive or dead, and it was like, 
Hey Pete. Yeah. Uh, hey Pete. Hey well, they have to be Prince then, hasn't hey it? It's, uh, I would like to do Prince, but I'm not sure I could see myself in those outfit he wants me to wear. That that would be the one, would it? And would, would it, and, it, and would you have loved to have been in the um, the uh, the Revolution? Would that be the band you would have wanted to be in? <laughs> With high heels and like. Well, I just think, I mean because that for me that was that was just a yeah sick there is band. it is sick yeah, and you know with Michael Bland there's so many there's so many amazing musicians out there and so many amazing bands but I would love that I mean if John Mayer would call I would be the second or third guitar player with him as well I wouldn't mind that or Clapton I mean there's you just named them I mean. But the, but the one Prince, you think, would if, be the if, one. If, I if, think that's a great shout. Yeah. Imagine that, and and in his pomp, imagine the kind of show that he'd have put on, and you'd have yeah. been there, and you'd have been wearing some gigantic sparkly threads <laughs> with gigantic platforms, really tight, it, and massive glasses out like this, <laughs> with Manx Manx on to yeah, suck it all in, and you a know. big Dutch football shirt on, just be amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so. I mean, we've got some guitars uh, behind us, which all belong to you or have belonged to you at some stage or another. I mean, yeah. is there? I, I mean, mean it's, what you've have you probably got seen. That, people yes. have probably seen them mostly on on the on the you know on the show that I've, I've you know that used to belong to me. That was the one that was on on the Brit Award show. So yeah, let's just let's just name you. drop. So this was the top. This did some Tom Jones gigs. Yeah, this one has done. This one here has done all of the gigs in one form or another since 2004. That guitar has been with me. Yeah, and that will that has been on everything. Everything. Yeah. Three three five. What did you buy that, that for? Three three five. I got bought a guitar in, on eBay when I really wanted a Gibson Les Paul, and I bought this uh, first. The historic that came in mm-hmm. of this guy, and I didn't really like it, unfortunately. This was the fifty nine uh, that you. Yeah, had it's for, the yeah. fifty nine. Uh, after trying one in Denmark Street somewhere and going, this is the best guitar I've ever played. I need one of these, and I bought one just off eBay, which was stupid. So I didn't like it. Took it into um, uh, Charlie Sanders and uh, sold it for. So much money, it was ridiculous. Like three times as much as I paid for it. And instead of getting the money, I got the gold top yep. and I got the 335. Um, <coughs> and actually, I bought this because when I did El Debo, it mm. was all on line six floor boards, you know, the yeah. first floor boards because they didn't want any stuff on stage. And um, and this guitar, I had this guitar, but it was not enough sustain in it, it you mm-hmm. know, once there's <laughs> no sustain. So I bought the Gibson, that was great. To play some big symphony rock uh, nights in white satin. Nights in white satin. Nobody goes. You know all that stuff and some massive solo. Uh, that's out there as well. Be, be, be a bit grainy footage, but it's it's out there. Um, this 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 one is of course the. Of course it is. That's the Prince one, which I bought for like hundred quid of some guy of. Uh, you know, like Craigslist or whatever, mm. the same like Gumtree or whatever. Yeah. Uh, and I've had that since then. Not really kicked it very much because it, since I got it, it needed to be set up. The um, <laughs> the doozies that you've had that was more of a Elena Fisher sort yeah, of era, I mean, I wasn't always, it? I always be. I've always loved these things, and they're really, mm. really good, cool guitars, and they always play good, they always sound good, and they never need a setup. You know, they never need tweaking, um, and they got this certain sound that I really like. Um, and they look cool. Yeah. And there's and there's some good boys. Um, and there's a black strat. Oh yeah, the black which, strat uh, here with the shirt which, over it. With this, this is this. I got this, and it's still got a Peppa Pig sticker on it. <laughs> Have a look at that for the Peppa Pig tour. I think one the, of the girls the, when they were like nobody knew you were doing that because you were dressed as George, yeah. presumably. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I got this in Las Vegas uh, after 
going out and, and being there for that long period of time. I've, most of the guitars actually have got some stickers on it somewhere. Now, so tell us about the, I mean, obviously these guitars have, have been with you a little bit longer, so did yeah. some of the tours with you, but um, your, well, the, it, the, the, like the best guitar you've ever owned. I mean, it is, look, look how light it is. It's, yeah. it's a, so anyway, this came into the shop and somebody, I can't remember, one of the guys in the shop went, Hey Pete, you should check out that purple telly because we know you like Prince, you know. Um, it, it, you have to try it. And I just went in and picked it up and was like, "Oh my god, this is amazing! I need to buy this." So I like texted uh, texted you, "Can we sort something out?" Texted Chloe, like, "Can can I please buy this guitar?" Uh, and she's like, "Yeah, we'll sort something out." And you like, "Yeah, we'll sort something out," you know. So I took a picture and uh, put it on Instagram. Uh, and it got sold and you were like yeah let's yeah. let's we'll sort something out i'm just in a meeting let's sort it out got sold literally I got it while i was in the meeting so i ha so i had to come and say to pete i'm really sorry but you know that purple telly that you really really liked it's been sold i can't help yeah out. i was got it. and then though and i but and i remember yeah then i remember the guys came out oh that this guy he he, he buys and sells he, he'll, you know, sometimes he brings stuff back in. And I kept going like, has he brought it back in yet? Has he brought it back in yet? And they all, they all kept going, no, no, no. But actually, he did bring it back in. But I didn't know. And Lee took it. You called Chloe. He like, you hit months. it. For months. For months. It must have been three <laughs> or four months. And at my birthday, uh, my, my 30th birthday. <coughs> <coughs> and then they, he's like, oh, we've got a present for you got this case in like, this, when he says we he's talking about Chloe and his girls I didn't buy him that no, no. For, his, for his 30-ish birthday yeah 30th birthday um 30th 10th birthday so we so and I opened up the case and I went what the hell how did what and I just I think there's some pictures of me opening up the case I'm lying sitting in bed you know and they they, they she got it for me for my birthday and that I'm never going to sell this guitar because it's epic and now it's got its uh it's the start we, of some telecaster revolution on the now internet. We, even, we now sell copies of the copy, yeah. don't we? Which, <laughs> yeah. is, which is absolutely crazy. Yeah, uh, but it is an immensely good guitar. Mm. Um, yeah, so and that's, this is just, at the moment, this is definitely the number one. And I would sell probably all of these before selling this. I'll never sell this guitar. It's, it's very special It to is me. very cool. Yeah, yeah. It is very cool. But that leads us nicely on, I think, to the sort of the the final segment of this video, which is um, you've always been, uh, all your rigs, even when you were touring, apart from your Line 6 uh, floor pod, the old Devo <laughs> segment. I had a Vetter head as well. Oh, did I you? Remember, yeah. You've always been a, a guy that just wants a, a nice, clean, simple amplifier on stage to plug some pedals yeah. into. And, you, you know, you don't, you don't care whether it's got an effects loop or not. It's just like, it's just a few pedals straight in the front end. Yeah. You've had uh, simple pedal rigs. You've had pedal rigs where you've used a, a gig rig G2, so a yeah. few more pedals, all that kind of stuff. But it's always been the same kind of vibe, hasn't it? Just yeah. a couple of different drivey kind of vibes, you know, a bit of delay, you know, yeah, just, just... you don't really need much more than that, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, I've done, the, you know, the G system, uh, the, the G2, and I've done the G system, you know, I've got the Helix, all that sort of stuff, and I always use it, and it's always great, but I'm just going... Oh. But, but you're, you know, you're, you're, you're a straight up kind of relatively clean out with some pedals in there. Yeah, exactly. Now, so. so tell us about <laughs> the, the, the pedal journey, because I kind of think it's interesting. We're, we're about to tell you about a, a, a pedal that Pete has designed in conjunction with <gasps> um, Adrian Thorpe at Thorpe Effects. Uh, but tell us about the sort of the journey um, 
of great drive pedals that you've owned that you've sort of gone oh yeah so that when you come to designing your own one you're trying to get that yeah i mean it's always for me it's been like i think i used a lot of t-rex pedals in the beginning in the beginning <laughs> again and 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 they've always been the Muller was good because it was like a, you can blend the clean signal in with yeah. the dry signal and that was the they did this before all of the organic and the transparent yes. and the all of this stuff was there and um and that that's always been a th- the tone that i really liked that sort of where you can almost hear the fingers on the strings mm-hmm. uh underneath and the clean sort of signal through it and and so you know those kind of pedals have always appealed to me where it's not you can get all of that gain if you want mm-hmm. to at a soaring lead solos yeah uh, but you can also it's very responsive and that's there's there's a lot of them out there that are good uh, but I thought well, we can do one better <laughs> so I'm going to I mean rather than me hold a pedal up now just while I'm talking we'll have there'll, there'll be here. like some beautiful close ups of this pedal but you've got two sides to the pedal you've yeah. got a drive side and a boost side yeah um, and you've got some you know tonal controls and bass controls and stuff like that yeah. to allow you to, to, to adjust it again what's the is this like could you see yourself just having a, 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 a this is the one drive pedal you need or would you still I, could, I have... mean I could do mo- mo- most of my gigs with that mm. you mean but coming and working here for the last three years has been great and the, and you kind of if you think you know, I play so much stuff all the time you know mm. um, and you sit and play a lot on your own and that seems to be a tendency out there at the moment that there's a lot of these there's not a lot of people in bands you know what mm. I mean you see all these great Instagram players but you never see them go and play in, a, in bands and I think that's you should do whoever's out there you need to find a band you know if you're 19 or yeah. 16 or 17 or 21 or 22 and you just sit on Instagram or YouTube go and get a band because that's when yeah. you really you will experience this a whole different thing that's why but, Jimmy anyway so yeah take, take us through I mean maybe just take so us I'm through just yeah. off, off, off on a tangent mm. um, but so this pedal has got two sides. It's got the drive side and it's got a boost side. This is not. This is nothing, right? This is just a fender ramp. Just Everything is on twelve o'clock with a bit of reverb. So the boost has got a boost volume and it's got like a a low switch. And the way I've said it now. It's more of a clean boost. Mm. So you go like. Uh, Without it, it just gives headroom, yeah. and I and I I love that. So you can play these. So it's taking a. It's taking a kind of a, a a nice Fender clean sound, but maybe one that's just a little flat, and it's just giving it some makes it a hundred watt kind of feeling, right? So it's giving it that, that yeah. it is that extra sort of headroom and that extra sort of yeah. uh, fatness with, with that low switch mm. in it. That you know, if you kind of just go, so you can take it out as well if you're using mm-hmm. it as a solo boost. Mm-hmm. So people want that little bit of a mid scoop, maybe telly, uh, uh, like. It'll, it'll, it'll make yeah, sense in a, a minute. Bit, yeah. yeah. So, um, 
it just it just adds yeah. loads of stuff on it's top funny of it. isn't it the, the the boost side is almost the uh the, the least um impressive kind of or maybe impressive like is, an, is the wrong word it's the subtlest kind of thing but it's, it's always the, it's on the, sort of thing i know it's the side that i think the longer you've had the the, the first pedal adrian gave you the more the more you sort of get excited just, more about the boost side and just how much it just adds it that. adds but something really the, really cool the, the drive side i guess is what most people will yes you know, i mean interested that, in, but the, so. it'll, that boost side will also work really well with any other drive mm-hmm. pedal you can have before or after it. So you can put another drive before or after, which I probably will do, like a tube scream or something mm-hmm. to, to, you know. So the drive side is um, so clean. And then drive. So the drive side is very responsive. Or oh, you can almost get a clean sound mm. from it. Not that I want it to be John Mayer in a box, but you know, so it's very when you when and this is just without it and with it. I know the volume is up, but I like to put the volume up, mm. so I'd rather run it all the time. Put it, have it as an all the time on thing. You got you got the gain there about one o'clock. So I got you? the I've got no. This is volume, but one oh, o'clock gain is is just uh, eleven oh, o'clock. So you can then, take yeah. yeah. So you can you can take the gain mm-hmm. down at nine o'clock, for instance, and then it like. And that's when you can use the boost. Yeah. Without the boost. With the boost. If you're using, you know, and still, it'll still do, even with the gain at just nine o'clock. Mm. If you go in the back pickup. A little bit hairy. And go to the front pickup. So it's basically, I mean, we what, what we did when we when we used it, Adrian is like, he's really good at, at mm. all of this st- stuff. Um, with 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 my telecaster and with the hot rod deluxe and with the yeah. v40 deluxe yeah. that kind yeah. of amp that's kind of how it is designed that's how it's designed to work you know i'm just gonna because i've got one at my feet as well i'm just going to show kind of uh with a, a humbucker how much more uh so if i if i put again my drive side of things down at yeah. like nine o'clock um let's just see what we got here the hot rod so here's my clean sound. And again, with the, with the gain pretty low on here again. If I pick soft. But I can get. On the back pickup. So 
tries to put, turn the game further down. Just, just like, like, pro, like just under nine. Yeah, 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 like. just got a little bit hasn't it but yeah. with humbuckers even with the gain right down low it's still got that and what i do like about this is that the boost side of it is before the drive side yes yeah, so boosting is, into it yeah which has always been how i would use a boost yeah button. that's how um, i would use that's why it's like that you know and i do love that sort of And if you if you turn the boost down now and uh, just to the yeah the level of the boost and yeah. then do the same thing, it wouldn't it's not necessarily. Gonna, you mean just with the boost? No, side just of with both on. So this is just the drive side. Yeah. I mean, you could probably put a little bit more top in. I think the amp is running a bit. Oh, I like it like yeah. that, though. It's like big. It can do. It can mm. almost do like a fuss thing if you did the do the lows all the oh, way really? up. Oh, uh, really? Because I, all I know way up. Thorpe is kind of like a bit of a fuzz expert, but this was yeah. this was this a, a is, sort of a depart. You know, the first time he'd really done a. It's nothing like he's ever done. Yeah. You know, but if you do gain uh, drive at about uh, three, yeah, and then the lows all the way up. <laughs> Which, you know, it's then, a great blues tone then, like it's a, a proper, sort of a mid-drive blues tone. It's a good like. Oh, See, the, it's a bit the, more bass in, doesn't the, it? In yeah, there, but yeah. that's the so you put the low in. Yeah, yeah. But it, it will kick. I like it'll, it. The lows. If you take the lows up when you boost it, it'll go through the mix more. Which is always the problem. That's why people use tube screamers yes. to get through the yeah, mix. Yeah, yeah understood. So, so there's a lot. There's a lot in it. Um, yeah, and it's called the Dane. It's called the Dane. Yeah, <laughs> as opposed to the Dutchman. It's not um, the Dutch dude. And uh, and it's purple. So it's purple pedal, <laughs> handmade in the UK. Right now, uh, Adrian Thorpe uh, and his lovely wife Georgia yeah. make them all themselves. Yeah. So it's proper boutiquey kind of stuff. Yeah, all the chassis. Uh, That's why I picked that because he makes something that looks different from anything else. Yeah, you know. Yeah, and sure. it's a small. It's a now a smaller box than it uh, was before. So yeah, if I just a little quickly... bit more compact than the the veteran, isn't it? Yeah. So the veteran is here. So I don't know if you can, if I can do this down here, I'll show you. So it's been, it's all been made much smaller. Mm. Can you see that? If it's not too Runs shiny, off a regular nine volt, right? Nine volt. Yeah. Uh, battery. You can battery power it, can you? There's a battery cool. in this one. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah. Um, it wasn't supposed to be a battery, but if you want, you can. So these are two forty nine. 
that's UK <gasps> money, um, including VAT and free shipping in the UK. Uh, and it's just going to be a regular pedal in the in the Thorpey yeah. lineup in yeah. the catalogue. So if so, you like it, I'm, we're really yeah, proud of it. You don't have to worry too much about if it's going to take you a couple of months to save up for that. Don't panic. It's going to be available. Uh, there's an American retailer for it in uh, Riff City Guitars, which is cool in Europe. It, just Andertons. Um, if you're somewhere else in the world, check out the Andersons website because we may be able to ship it to you there. Um, but what's the cool thing about the first 200? That of, of which, by the way, I think 125 are in the UK and 75 have gone to America. Yeah. What's cool about the first 200? Well, it's cool that I'm going to sign them all Woo! and hopefully I'll do a secret little message. So you're, not just sign you're signing I them on the inside or the outside? Inside. So the sign on the inside and a little what? A message. Little, a little message. I'll probably lick one of them. <laughs> <laughs> so well, if, if you if you open it up and there's like little fungus growing on it that's because I've licked that's it that's because you've licked it yeah nice um, <laughs> so what's the future then man what, what is left in, well in... you know this is great I've, I've been working here for three years now it's been really great and there's a lot of great things going on with this um, I'm just going to keep doing this because I'm happy doing it so uh... would you like Pete, to stay with Andertons for as long as possible, making great <laughs> videos and sexual guitar riffs. I would. I would too. I, I mean, think, I do. I, I, I do, I do my I, own thing, don't I? I do I, my own little channel and true. my own little stuff. But that, but that's you know, that's just whenever I've got time to do it. And subscribe to that. It's, yeah. What's it called, Mr. Peter? Mr. Honore. Peter Honore, or uh, Facebook, Instagram, a link below. I'm, I'm not doing all that stuff, but that's just so I also can do other things that we might not be able to do on here. That's what I do, you know, like, what's that well, link those or from that sort of... <laughs> We definitely can't do those on this channel. No, but just, you know, people saying, oh, what was that groove you played yeah. on that video? Yeah, yeah. And then I go, that was this loop kind of thing, you know, so... It's all cool, man. Well, I hope one day you and I get to make a film like that sort of... Maybe we, we could have chappers and everyone in it, but we do it like that sort of Michael Caine and Morgan Freeman sort of thing, you know, where they're like really old. Is it the bucket list or something? Oh, the, or the, uh, the heist or something. Well, where all old, where we, like... just, we just have some sort of crazy, like, last gasp when we're all really old. <laughs> like the Marigold Hotel yeah. for guitar <laughs> for YouTube, players. For guitar and YouTube. <laughs> oh. They can't play anymore. My fingers like, don't like, work yeah. anymore. No, oh, no, what's happening? Oh, I pooped my pants. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> anyway, man. Thanks, Lee. It's you know, it's always a pleasure spending oh, time is. with you. Thanks for teaching it's... me loads of new guitar things and being yeah. generally cool. It's, it's really cool, man. Um, it's good. So it's all go. good. So, and if you want, if there's any questions, comment below. I'll try to answer them. Or you know, I'd get me come in Instagram. Yeah. I'm over Absolutely. there. Absolutely, well, that's why I, I uh, try to talk but to But yes, do a brother a favor. Go and check out the pedal, the Dane pedal. Again, we'll put a link in that below. And yeah, uh, like it. It's Help good, support, man. Uh, Thanks, Thorpey. Pete and his family by purchasing one. <laughs> that would be amazing. I have got three kids, you know. Yes. They need, and they're all girls. They need ballet <laughs> shoes and and swim lessons and self defense classes. Wow. When they're when they're you know they're, they're going to be three teenagers. in one go. If you just need to have some sort of uh, traditional dance in the swimming pool whilst fending off teenage boys while calling me Danish Pete they're starting to call me Danish Pete now they don't oh, call they? me daddy anymore Danish they call dad. me Danish Pete <laughs> right where are you from Danish anyway, Pete anyway take it easy guys catch you later thanks for watching see you next time
listening to our latest podcast. If you enjoyed it, hit that subscribe button. See you next time. 